it's Christina. Welcome to Archie Life, the podcast where we enjoy learning about art trends, style, history, architecture, culture, and so much more. How many times you stood in a museum, in front of a painting, or in front of a temple or a cathedral, wishing you know the artist, history, and the interpretation behind it? In today's episode, we're going to talk about color psychology. Why does color have meaning? What are those meanings? And how does color influence our perception and behavior? In this episode of the psychology of color, we'll learn the science and theory behind the colors. Color is everywhere around us. It gives a meaning for everything we see. Take this experiment with me. Close your eyes for a second and imagine everything you see is black and white. And now open them. What do you see? We see colors, we see life. Everything is radiating with color like blue, red, yellow, green, and so on. The list never ends. Now let's talk about the components of a color. What are those components? First we have the hue. Hue is the overall color name. Most marketers focus entirely on hue, and that's a mistake. Research shows that the next two components play a larger role in emotional impact, which are value and chroma. Value is the level of brightness, how light or dark is a color. And chroma is the level of saturation, how vivid is the color. Now why do we prefer certain colors? Studies stated that across the globe, blue is the favorite color of most people. But why is that? And why is it uncommon to prefer black, gray or brown? Where do those preferences originate? Researchers propose three main theories. One, biology, evolution. 2. Gender Schema Theory 3. Ecological Valence Theory Talking about biology and evolution, we develop color preferences based on biological reasons. As some researchers have suggested that color associations may have been formulated early in human history, when man associated dark blue with night and bright yellow with sunlight and arousal, largely emerging from evolution. That's why Males prefer blue, whereas females prefer pink. Researchers argue that those differences emerged from an evolutionary bias grounded in a hunter-gatherer mindset. Back in the day, females were the gatherer. They needed to find food sources by identifying red and yellow, fruit among green foliage. Consequently, that role influenced color preferences for future female generations. Color vision, and in particular, the ability to discriminate red wavelengths may have a greater adaptive significance for foragers, females, than for resource protectors, males, and so contribute to contemporary visual biases and object preferences. Now, what is gender schema theory? Gender also dictates color preferences. Why? Once children recognize their own gender, they actively seek out gender-related information and integrate that information into their developing concept of gender. When our children are young, we reinforce gender stereotypes. We dress boys in blue cloths, we dress girls in pink cloths. Children then integrate those colors into their schema for male and female. Because children feel the need to conform to their gender, males become drawn to blue, whereas females become drawn to pink. How do colors get their meaning? Imagine our brains and each node in it. So in that network, each circular node represents a unit of knowledge where it's an emotion, sensory experience, semantic meaning. 
those nodes are connected to other nodes. Based on the degree of similarity between them, stronger similarities generate stronger connections. For example, your node for cars would be connected to many other nodes. Some connections would be strong, some connections would be weak. Your brain contains a node for each color. Each time you encounter a color, you modify that node based on your experience. Let's address a common myth. Too many psychology gurus attach specific meanings to specific colors. For example, blue is calm, brown is earthy, yellow is cheerful. Don't get me wrong, those associations are correct, but color psychology isn't that simple. Colors don't have one cumulative meaning. People attribute different and sometimes contradictory meanings to the same color, depending on various factors. So what are those factors? Experience. People have different experiences with colors, and those experiences can influence the meaning that they attribute to a color. That's why colors can trigger different meanings depending on the person. For example, black. Funeral directors develop a stronger association between black and mourning. If they see black in a different context, it could trigger feelings of death and sadness. Yellow. Custodians develop a stronger association between yellow and urine. If they see yellow in a different context, it could trigger feelings of disgust. White. Frequent skiers develop a stronger association between white and exhilaration. You get the idea now. Even though most people possess the same associations, the intensity of those connections will depend on past experience. of our episode we're gonna talk about marketing applications where we learn how to apply color psychology in marketing in marketing your target audience comes first their background culture traditions from where they come from these are very important aspects in order to choose your brand color for example the audience culture in Western cultures most people favorite color is blue but that's not the case in East Asia In fact, it's the opposite. America's prime corporate color, blue, is considered in East Asia to be a cold color and carries associations of evil and sinister behavior. So you'll need to research culture-specific colors before you distribute your product, create marketing campaigns targeted toward specific ethnicities, distribute your product, and create marketing campaigns targeted towards specific groups because certain colors might possess harmful meanings in that culture. Context. Colors possess different meanings depending on the context. Context helps determine which related nodes are activated in the network. A black kitchen appliance seems unlikely to trigger a mourning related association because dishwashers have no natural connection to funerary rituals. Red is another example. In a dating context, red triggers feelings of passion and attraction. That's why women find men to be more attractive in online dating if those men are wearing red in their picture. Guys start wearing more red now. But red holds different meanings elsewhere. In achievement contexts, we associate red with failure, partly due to the frequent use of red pens in grading. And that's why people perform worse on achievement tasks, example, IQ tests, after being exposed to the color red. Let me tell you something. The color is not objective, but a subjective creation. 
When light hits an object, the object absorbs some of the light and reflects the rest out. The absorbance and reflection of the colors happen due to the properties of the object. The wavelengths which are reflected would hit the retina of the, the human eye that responds to light. That is how we see light. In the early stage of improving psychology, a famous theory was brought out about regarding colors and emotions, which was called Rose of Temperaments, which was ideated by Goethe and Schiller, matching 12 colors to human occupations or their character traits. Grouped in the four temperaments, the colors were applied to them as follows. Red, orange, yellow for tyrants, heroes, adventurers. Yellow, green, cyan for lovers and poets, cyan, blue, violet, public speakers, historians, violet, magenta, red, philosophers, and rulers. Now how color can affect our brain? There is no doubt the colors can stimulate our brain chemistry and create emotions according to them. Let's look into something more closer to humans. Comic books and colors. I know most of you are familiar with comic books and series of American superheroes who are set to save the world. These male and female characters have some colors in common, the primary colors. Most of the superheroes that we see have these three primary colors. The superheroes are generally good guys and fight against the bad guys that want to take the world in most cases into the darkness. There are a few theories when coming to color psychology of superhero characters. We will look into them one by one. The red color is a warm color and most of the time the color red is considered to increase the blood pressure when interacted. The blue color is a cool color and in this case the color blue tells the character's calmness, focus and clarity. The yellow color is one of the most commonly used colors on the superheroes. The yellow colors are long wavelength color. In psychology the color yellow is considered as a color of positive thinking and confidence which is to be represented by the superhero. Here's a fun fact of using primary colors in the superheroes. At the time many printing presses didn't have much of the choice in color except for the primary and secondary colors and had used them on the superheroes and used black or dark gray colors on villains. Now here's a good question. What makes a good color? So how do people evaluate a color? They consider three main factors. One, appropriateness. Two, aesthetics. Three, value. Appropriateness. Marketers often choose colors based on preferences. Example, the colors that people prefer. However, that's usually the wrong approach. You need to consider the appropriateness of a color. For example, most people prefer blue to brown. But suppose that you're buying a table. What color would you want? Most people would choose brown because it seems more appropriate. Colors need to be appropriate in two dimensions, emotion and semantic meaning. Not to forget aesthetics. Humans are attracted to everything beautiful. This is our nature. That's why we can't ignore aesthetics. You never choose a color based only on its emotional or semantic meaning. At the end of the day, your product or design needs to be visually appealing. Aesthetically pleasing designs can influence brand choice, attract more attention, increase brand loyalty, improve design usability, and enhance perceived credibility. That's why color psychology will never be a formulaic science. Value. The third factor is value, and it has two components, social and functional. 
For example, silver cars can hide dirt and scratches, so silver would have high functional value. Black cars, because they stick dirt and scratches, would have low functional value. Going back to marketing, color plays a role in two different sales medium, auctions and negotiations. On auctions, in one study, researchers analyzed background colors of eBay auctions. Oddly, they found that red backgrounds generated more revenue. Do you know why? It involves arousal. Give up? No. Red increases arousal, which triggers more aggression. Those aggressive tendencies influence people to keep bidding so that they outbid their competition. Negotiations. If you sell products through negotiation, you'll want to use the opposite colors. Since you are the competition, use cool colors to reduce their aggression. So the color used in negotiations are purple, blue, green, while used in auctions are yellow, orange, red. If you have a brand, this is a very important tip for you. The brand personality. Most marketers use color to convey the personality of their brand. The five key dimensions of brand personality, competence, excitement, ruggedness, sincerity, and sophistication. If you want to convey traits that are more specific, there are some online resources that helps you choose the color of your brand or anything you want based on specialized traits that leads to success and delivering the true message you want to deliver. Now talking about attention. Sometimes you want color to capture people's attention. Will your product stand out on retail shelves? Will people notice your image in social media? Will people notice the CTA button on your page? When a favorite color is presented in the background, our brains become active before we consciously notice that. Color subconsciously captures our attention. But how can you capture that attention? Some studies suggest using warm colors, but sometimes the contrast is the best solution. Here are four popular color schemes. Monochromatic. Monochromatic color schemes use different variations of the same hue. Because of its simplistic nature, monochromatic color schemes are useful in communicating simple messages or conveying a sophisticated brand. Analogous. Analogous color schemes use similar hues in close proximity on the color wheel. Like monochromatic designs, analogous color schemes can increase the perceived harmony of your design because of the similarity in hue. So consider using this approach when choosing colors in the same plane. Triadic. Triadic color schemes use three colors situated at 120 degrees on the color wheel. This color scheme is perhaps the most popular choice. Triadic color harmony is considered to be the best color scheme. You could use one color for a background and the two remaining for content and the highlighted areas. Complementary. Complementary color schemes use colors on opposing sides of the color wheel. Because they fall on opposite sides of the color wheel, complementary colors have high contrast. Use that insight to your advantage. If you want to increase contrast between the foreground and background, choose a complementary color. Here's an interesting question. Is color psychology a science or an art? psychology is a science, but it will always be an art. Although I gave you specific recommendations for color psychology and how it's science related, but within graphic design, no strict rules will ever exist. In fact, the best designs often break the rules, so you'll always need a human.
you'll always need creativity. Color psychology will always be an art form. For more interesting art topics, follow my Archilage channel on Anchor and Spotify and on Instagram for digital art collages.